Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Melissa. And I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about private practice season three, episode three. Episode three, right here, right now, was written by Dana Barada and directed by Rob Korn. It aired on October 15th, 2009. Enjoy! All right, so our patient rundown for season three, episode three, is Sarah Fremont, kidney failure, pericardial tamponade, end-stage renal disease, seizure, and tussauds. Is that how you say that? Right? I think so. I think so. Okay. Then we have Emily with HIV. I think Emily's last name is Fremont, but Mm -hmm. probably not because she's married, but doesn't sound like... Anyway, Emily, (laughs) no last name, has HIV. Ryan Crawford has severe combined immunodeficiency syndrome and a fever. And Mr. Lucas Wilder, such a grown-up name for such a little baby, is getting a paternity test. Hi, hi, hi. I know. So we realized in preparing for tonight's episode that season three, episode three of Private Practice is actually the second part of a crossover of Grey's Anatomy season six, episode five, Invasion, which is an iconic episode in itself. It's the one where the Mercy West interns residents, the residents at this point. Yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, they're in the residence um, locker room. That's how I can tell. Got right, right, <laughs> exactly. So it's the one where April and Jackson and Reed and Percy, and I think that's all that we actually know, come mm-hmm. over from Mercy West in their, as Melissa says, jail orange. Scrubs. <laughs> orange is the new black look. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget it. <laughs> Setting the stage for a very popular TV show to come. <laughs> yes. So I have like a quarter of a page of notes on it. We just figured that we would talk about a little bit about yeah. it just so we're not completely in the dark. Yeah. Um, and then I have a section of that on Sarah Fremont too. Oh, cool. My first note is George's cubby with the heart because Reed tries to take it. As he says, no, Reed takes it anyway. Yes. Oh, it's so sad. I know. Tensions were high. I do remember that at the beginning of that season. Yeah. At this point, Meredith is still in the hospital from giving part of her liver to her father, Thatcher. Yes. And she, all the other residents are gathering, The all of the Seattle Grace residents are gathering in her hospital room and she says we own this hospital and i said lol not yet but soon right (laughs) foreshadowing now you have to remind me sam is this is this prior to or after the slapping of meredith by thatcher i don't know if you remember that iconic moment i do it is after After. and i think I, i i only know that it is after because it is in the Backdoor pilot, I believe, gotcha. in practice. It's okay. right after Susan died. Okay, okay. It's when Bailey and Weber come down with Meredith, and for some reason, mm-hmm. Meredith is the one to tell her father that her stepmother has died. Which, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. That will be forever imprinted in my mind. I just wanted to know as a checkpoint. I was like, what was this before? Way after. Way after. Yeah, because it's after Susan's death that he spirals into his alcoholism. That's right. And- more than it was and um, mm-hmm. needs a new liver for that. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
Yeah. All of the residents are treating each other so horribly. Specifically, Reed and Alex are fighting over this patient and, like, purposefully giving the patient not a wrong diagnosis, but the not not a good standard of care. Right. Not the proper attention, I felt. Yeah. Yeah. And Percy is fake nice to Izzy, and mm-hmm. Izzy is real nice to Percy, and just... They're just terrible to each other. Jackson is rude to Christina, but also Jackson is just Jackson. And Lexi steals April's little pocketbook. Well, the (laughs) the patient (laughs) steals it. Yes. One thing that I remember um, about meeting Jackson was that I felt he was he was so obnoxious, like upon us first meeting him, which is yeah. so surprising to me because he turns out to be like one of my favorite characters in like the series. I just like love him. And I, when I think back and even thinking about this episode, I was just like, he like was not like that, that great of a guy. I mean, it's just like he acted how you would expect someone who looks like him to act. But it is an Avery. It is Avery. That too. So with that big name, he definitely had the big ego to go along with it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And this whole time I wrote down, I said, can you imagine if actors treat each other the way that these interns are treating each other? Girl, oh my gosh, the tensions would be so high in the rehearsal room. (laughs) Oh, it might be part of the fact that like they're all competing essentially for the same spot. True, that's true. Even though there's room for all of them. Right. In the, in the program, but actors, like, theater is a team sport, I yeah. like to say, and film is a team sport. Yes. So even if you're competing for the same role at that time, later you're not going to, and yeah. you're going to work together for something. Exactly, exactly. At some point, yeah. it's like, you know, that passes, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, the lady who is in Richard's office, mm-hmm. she's the HR lady telling him how to fire I them. Remember remember her because we're going to see her on private practice this season oh okay all right yeah the crossover character okay yeah I didn't know it was this season I thought it was maybe later along okay you know a couple months after she was she was on Grace as a different character she's not the HR representative from Seattle Grace oh okay gotcha okay she's She's somebody she's somebody else (laughs) she's someone else yeah she was like the same character okay I keep an eye out we also get the iconic monologue from Arizona to Callie's father, the good man in a storm. Yes, by the window. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite Shondalog in all of Grey's. Yeah. And that monologue is most of the reason why Ruthie's middle name is Arizona. Not because of Arizona as a whole, oh, but that monologue that and how she yeah, how she approaches wow. to protect the woman that she loves. And that was really beautiful. Yeah. Remember, yeah. yeah. The start of their not the start of their relationship, but I felt like it was really the start to us, like really getting to know Arizona and them yeah. kind of establishing her character. Yeah, her is more than just a tiny human doctor. Yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. when she was still <laughs> skating around on uh, her 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 little heelys. Oh, I always forget about that. I know it was like a completely completely different person. Yeah, yeah. Yep. My my last note mm-hmm. is just what a good episode we have. The intro of Jackson and April, mm-hmm. and obviously Reed and Percy as well. But we get to know Jackson and April better. Yes, Christina has this amazing speech to Meredith about holding hearts, and it's been so long since she held a heart in her hand. <sighs> and remember. then we have yeah, we have Izzy getting fired. I know. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. And Izzy gets fired over Sarah Fremont, who is who we're going to talk about. Yes. Uh, we also don't focus on her enough 
in Grace for me to think that she would be the crossover patient. Right. I would have never, yeah, predicted yeah. that. Yeah. And then I just said, oi, Izzy, oi, vey. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> when she, because we see the scene where she's telling the dialogue guy, not the dialogue, the um dialysis. Mm-hmm. We see the dialogue where she's telling the dialysis guy what to do. Yes. Uh-huh. And we see her fighting with um, Percy at that point. That's true. And then we see what she did wrong because she was so flustered. Oi, Izzy. I know. Oi, vey. Oh, gosh. I I think about that so often. I guess when I compare it to our careers to theirs, that making a mistake like in a rehearsal room is completely different than like making a mistake in surgery when someone's life is on the line. So it's just like I, I just often make the comparisons where I just like well, I'll feel so much for these characters and be like, where's the grace? But it's just like, how do you explain that to someone's family when somebody's life is on the line? I mean, especially when someone has a track record like Izzy. Yes, which is yeah, not the greatest. Dating no. patients. <laughs> Killing patients. Pulling plugs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Reviving deer. Yep. Yeah. No. Although honestly, I would also revive the deer, but Yeah. I have a heart. I have a heart for the animals. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. What is your first note for private practice? Oh, do you have anything else about Grace? No, no, I don't. No. Okay. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> what is your first note for private practice season three? episode three right here right now bailey exclamation point exclamation point ditto 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 so always so nice to see the familiar faces from grace so i knew we were in for a good episode when i saw her face (laughs) i know mine is bailey i love you (laughs) oh so precious i still love seeing like that you can tell when it's the earlier episodes because like there's just like a certain like youthfulness to them you know certain freshness though Yeah, yeah. she's giving us this recap, <laughs> right? Some some great exposition for people that didn't watch Grace. Yep, I thought that was like really <laughs> well done and like tied up in a bow and like one line. So yeah, yeah. I I also love when she's getting off of the ambulance. She says, "This is not a beach party." <laughs> <laughs> I did. she had some like really great like one-liners some some like stick, yeah. sticklers in this one also i giggled when she was like when she called it a nice little hospital i was like not this shade <laughs> i know oh my god i also still shit bailey and sam i know that we see a little bit more throughout this episode but, yes you know i still think that if she was in a better place that it could have happened I and could so still happen too. maybe i was literally like on my couch screaming because i like I, I, I was wondering if that's what they were trying to do, but then I was just like, oh, no, because there wasn't, like, really, really any real indication of it, except for when we saw her, like, looking at him on the beach, and Addison was like, you looking at him? But <laughs> when the moment happened, I was literally like, ah, I could not believe. But, um, yeah, I wish she would have just, like, you know, released her inhibitions, as Natasha Benning said, and um, just, Feel yeah, skin. exactly, enjoyed the moment, <laughs> but... That was a it was a nice little little moment in the woods. <laughs> it's like almost uh, almost moment in the woods between her and Tay Diggs. <laughs> Who all of their scenes together is just like always gold to me. So so good. Yeah. Cuz she was in she was the guest star in a previous private practice episode too, right? Was this Bailey's first time joining us in the series? She was in the crossover episode. That's what I'm thinking of. But this is her first time actually on like a private practice, private practice. Okay, one. that I might I must be confusing the crossover. Yeah, no. yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I, I just I just love it. 
do you have any more first notes before we move on to our patients? No, no. Okay. So Sarah Fremont in the, and that you have a nice little hospital here. My, my line from Charlotte mm-hmm. here is here at St. Ambrose, you'll find that doctors don't need teaching. They already know what they're doing. Peeped that. She said that straight. I know those two. Mm-hmm. I feel like Charlotte's, what's the word I'm looking for? Charlotte's reputation is what Bailey's reputation was in the pilot of Grey's. Ah, I can see that. Where everyone was so afraid of her. Yeah. So they're kind of fighting for the alpha female. Yes, very much so. Whew. Even though there's room for both of them. I love them There both. really are. It's, it's fun to see them go head to head, though, since they are so alike in personalities. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I also got confused because they said jumping state lines wasn't an option about Sarah. Yeah. And then I was like, but Washington but they, and California are two different states. That's what but then like 10 minutes later, I realized they were talking about the sister that couldn't cross state lines because of her abusive husband. Oh, okay. But I didn't get that. Cause I said, wait, you came in an air ambulance and then a normal ambulance. Gotcha. I thought it was medical too. I thought they meant like medically that wasn't a lot, but I was like, but yet she's here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Last time we were talking, maybe not last, not last episode, but mm-hmm. last time there was a crossover. We were talking about like, how did they get there? Mm-hmm. And an air ambulance answers my question. That's a, oh, okay. Those are the, uh, what do they call them? Life, life lighted? Life light. Yeah. Life-light. Is that just a Pittsburgh thing? I always wondered, and I've, I've heard my mom use the term so often that I wouldn't be surprised if it was. I thought it was a term used everywhere, but, um. But I'm trying to think of if that's like it's not company specific, or if it's a general general term. I will ask about that. Bring back a little fun yes. fact for next week. <laughs> Thank you, and dear listeners, dear listeners, if you know, also please let please me know. Please do. Someone called Bailey. Oh, Sarah called Bailey cold. Yes. Oh, that was that hurt my heart a little bit when she overheard her say that. Yeah. I know, and I don't feel like that's a word I would use to describe her. I feel like she always goes above and beyond for her patients I I think so too and it must be I think it's a first impression thing and like how she comes across like the patients probably see her like snipping at you know Sam you know I don't I don't don't know if they actually if they actually did because I think that she's pretty aware about like how she holds conversation and what she says in front of the patients but they probably peep (laughs) yeah they can you can pick up vibes yeah absolutely I also said I don't know why Bailey isn't wearing scrubs. There's a part. There's a part. Oh yeah, because she's in scrubs for most of it. But I'm just so used to seeing her in scrubs all the time that when I see her outside of scrubs, it's like something important is happening. Like she's on a date with Ben or something, or at a wedding. Yes. No. I I, th- I feel the same way. I'm so used to seeing her in a certain costume that yeah, like even when she and Addison were like having their like wine night on her back patio, it was like yeah, she kind of had on like a coat or something so I was like is she going somewhere and then I'm like jumping ahead but I think even at the I think it was one of the last scenes when they're having a wine night again she yeah she had on a coat so I was just like where is she going is she leaving I was like is she going to the airport now heading back to Seattle but yeah seeing her and outside of scrubs this is definitely kind of (laughs) mind-boggling I know I know it's like teachers don't have lives outside of school right that kind of thing when they finally agree Mm -hmm. well when when they finally 
so Emily has HIV and she's supposed to be the donor. Right. For those of you who didn't watch and are a little bit confused, Emily is Emily is Sarah's sister. Yes. And they don't want to do the kidney surgery because of her status. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect Charlotte to agree so quickly because she's she's usually so like hospital first hospital guidelines usually give some more pushback i was surprised too and then i was like oh there's a charlotte we know when she had said something to the effect of like i can only support you been so far so far without like the proper team like if you don't have enough people to do the surgery which i understand makes sense but i was like i really would have thought she would have came up with an excuse as to why she couldn't do it a lot sooner so or just like flat out no illegal that too She's making progress with Miss Charlotte. (laughs) I also feel like they do cardiac tamponade more than any other procedure on this show. Yeah. It's it's like their (laughs) go-to when in doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm thinking specifically of when they do it to Mark when they're in the woods Mm. and how they – how they use duality with Owen and Teddy doing it in the hospital at the same time. Yes. Oh, that was so powerful. Very, very. But I, yeah, I I feel like they just do cardiac tamponade all the time. Yeah. Do you have any more notes for Sarah? Um, only her line that like really left me sitting there thinking when she said, I'd rather get AIDS than die. And I was like, whew. Sheesh. Yeah. I had to really think yeah. about that one. I was like, wow. And it's like, and somebody else had worded it better, but something about like, do you want a a, a long life or a, a better quality life? And it was just like, it's, it's very crazy to think about anyone even having yeah. to make that choice. And I, yeah. And I'm very, I'm very surprised that someone would, would choose that too. But it's just like, I guess that's like, living and trying to take the proper medication versus like not living at all then when you put it that way it's just like well (laughs) it's an easy choice i guess right so yeah no i agree i wish that we learned more about the after effects yeah yeah because it's not that's not something that you hear about too often it's like putting a i hate not defective that's not like the the proper word choice but um a positive infected yeah yeah organ into another body um yeah i would even be interested in like the the mental after effects of like you know what that's yeah would be like for a patient yeah i know they do a lot of work with people who are having babies okay who have hiv i know that they can give a lot of like anti retrovirals and medicines mm. and stuff like that. I'm probably mm. using the wrong terminology oh, as no. a whole. But I know that they do a lot of work with that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe there's been some more work with organ donation now. Yeah. And this isn't really a Sarah note, but it's still in here. Mm. All caps. Mm-hmm. I lost my breath when he almost kissed her in that scrub room. Oh my gosh. I I mean, that was probably my favorite moment only because I, I guess I just really didn't anticipate it. And I was just like, yes, I would have loved to have seen it. But the the moment, the tension of it all was enough for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where she is. Yes. She's like, oh, nope. Right. She's so strong. I love when there are times when she, I want to say is weaker, but is a little more. Let's her guard down a bit. Pensive. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's so true. Yep. Yeah, a little more pensive. Right. And he, you know, called it spot on. He was just like, you think that you know. 
everything, but you don't really know. And I think, I think he was referring to like really just kind of like allowing herself not to be in control, which Mm -hmm. it's nice to see the moments when she does. But I think stopping it was probably a really good character choice on the writer's part because it's like, that's exactly what Bailey would do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She wouldn't let that happen Mm -hmm. right there. Yeah. Moving on to Ryan Crawford, our immunocompromised teen who wants to go to the dance. So badly. (laughs) Get that kiss, Ryan. (laughs) No. What a feature, a full hospital in your basement. Oh, my gosh. The wealth. Right. That part. (laughs) Simply the wealth. (laughs) That's what would be required. Oh, my goodness. And then he starts to talk about this girl that he is, like, in love with, Mm -hmm. Kelly. Right. But if he... He hasn't gone to school for two years. How, why does he think he's going to kiss Kelly? Does he even know Kelly? That's what I'm saying. That's what I was confused. I was like, is this just like a girl that he has a crush on? But he, this is someone he was actually in a relationship yeah. with. A Zoom relationship pre-COVID. <laughs> Literally. And when she popped up on the screen, I was like, she looks so familiar. I think that she's played like a best friend role here or there, like either on the mm-hmm. Disney Channel or I've, I've seen her in other things. Yeah, definitely. Oh. I haven't looked it up. Yeah. She, my brain is telling me that she was a cheerleader on Grey's when they had that cheerleader episode. Okay, okay. But she's probably, I didn't, I didn't look her up. Yeah. She did a great job. Yeah, she did. Yeah. He want this kiss so badly. (laughs) I know. (laughs) One of my notes was. Along the same lines, I said, Cooper isn't seriously considering letting this kid go to this high school dance. Yeah, he was really contemplating it, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know about your school, but my high school dances were, like, not a place for someone who needs to be in a bubble. No. Oh, no, absolutely not. That was, like, the last place you wanted to go to was a dance. Yeah. Oh, I'd be so interested to see what post-COVID dances would be like. For middle schools and high schools because girl we were anything <laughs> but six feet back in the day so <laughs> i know yeah different time <laughs> i know i know we'll see yeah i guess we'll see <laughs> my face on an audio medium yeah i know i love it <laughs> i also said oh this is probably the first time that pete has answered yes to the question if he has kids because the mom asks if he has kids Mm -hmm. if he thinks about it he says yes i can definitely see pete getting um the emotional connection to the baby in this this episode yes Um, you know yeah and which is i felt is natural and bound to happen after you take on like that kind of responsibility. But then it, with him going back and forth it, it, saying like, it's my son, it's my son. And it was just like, but we don't know that yet, Pete. I but know. I'm sure he feels that way. Yeah. Thought about you a lot in this episode. Did you really? <laughs> I did. The whole fiasco. I've never wanted something to be resolved so badly. And the fact that they keep dragging it on, it's just like, oh, but I guess that's the purpose. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Mm. And then we see Morgan, which we'll talk about later. Oh my gosh, I was excited to see her, actually. I know. I love the mess of it all. <laughs> I know. Nice. I almost didn't recognize her at first really? when she came. Okay. Yeah. It took me so I was like, who is that? Right. We're used to seeing her just like On laying a, down in a chair. Right, laid out. <laughs> I was Team Pete for this. Okay. Were you Team Pete or Team Cooper? Hmm. And Pete, Pete said that he didn't think that the boy should go to the dance. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought not. Yeah. 
I don't think that it's worth it when it comes to your health. Like, you know, and I know this is the last thing a kid wants to hear, but it's like, there will be other dances. There will be other opportunities. And, but I get on the other side, it seems like it's the end of the world. Yeah. And Pete was an infectious disease specialist. We learned that. Oh, okay. In the flashback, he had his own practice for an infectious disease Mm -hmm. specialist. Cooper should absolutely be taking his advice on this one. Oh, yeah. It shouldn't. Yeah. Easily. I didn't think it was that difficult of a decision to make, um, but I think they were all trying to please Ryan so badly. Make the kid happy. Right. Again, I think another instance of Hoover being really great with kids when they're little Mm -hmm. and not so responsible and great with them when they are older as teenagers. Yeah, right. It should be a distinct difference because their maturity level is different and mm-hmm. you can level with them a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Into the dance now mm-hmm. when he runs in slow motion back to the girl. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Very teen movie. Loved it. <laughs> and then he just fainted. Girl, I said... <laughs> I said, first I was like, I know that's right, Ryan. I was like, get your kiss. And I said, the kiss took it out of him, honey. He couldn't take no more. No more life in him. He had saved all his energy <laughs> for that moment. And after that, he was done for. <laughs> yeah. And then my, my last note about Ryan mm-hmm. is that this girl is visiting him in this hospital basement mm-hmm. and the real hospital. Mm-hmm. She'll be there for more than one dance. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. And that's what I, that's what I loved about it. My fear was that she was going to like – I don't know, like back out on him or like leave him for not being able to go to the dance with her. But she seemed like a real one who would like stick yeah, by did. him. So I agree. Do you have any more Ryan notes? No, that's all I had for Ryan. Okay. I actually did it, you know, in the proper form this time around. I did it by character. So wow, <laughs> we're, we're progressing here. <laughs> we love to see it. We love to see it. <laughs> and last but certainly not least Mm -hmm. for our patients this episode mr lucas wilder with a paternity test so lord have mercy (laughs) i put my violet notes in here too did you okay cool what's your first note on lucas sheldon mentioning him and saying that like it broke my heart when sheldon said that lucas could be my son and i was just like yeah he could be i just like oh it just it it hurts me to know that sheldon is hurting and it's just like give someone to and you can free people in the process of just like knowing the truth yeah so so that that broke my heart well i know you said too that you have a lot of referencing violet but um every time violet would see lucas and not be able to look at him i was just like oh I said she can't even. Yeah, I said she can't even look at him. And we touch more on that in the next episode, also. Yes, a lot. Right, right. With Tracy Tom's, but we'll get there. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) My first Lucas note Mm. is: last week, Violet couldn't leave the house and barely could leave the closet. And this week, she's at work treating patients. Girl, I said the same thing. I said back at work. I said this is too soon. How long has it been? How many weeks since the last, the previous episode? I don't think they told us, uh, but the baby's still a baby and, like, not walking or talking or anything, girl, so. too soon. And then I, I took my dark humor out, uh, and I said, uh-uh. hey, at least there's a closet in our office. Oh. <laughs> you know I love some dark humor, so I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Just like every time we they showed up blood stain, I'm like, the blood, they ain't got the blood out yet. If she don't call somebody nope. to get it out for her. I know. It's just, now it's like, yeah, I would feel a way seeing that every day in my home too. Like, yeah, that's got to go. 
Yeah, I feel like she really shouldn't be there. No, yeah. I do feel like she needs to be, like, staying with someone for a little while. Yeah, Yeah, and not that it's at all feasible for Katie to buy her a new house. Mm -hmm. But Katie took her safety away from her. She should have to, I don't know. We'll get there. Right. I was going to say. Well, I feel like uh, it's well, not a spoiler for me to tell you that, but we'll get there. Oh, oh it's okay. Well, I, that <laughs> makes me feel better. No, it's not. Because I was just about to say, I was just like, what are going to be the, the legal, you know, repercussions from all of this? Because I'm sure there's a lot, but I'll, I'll be patient. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Cool. I just, I don't know. I think about that all the time of like, if somebody, God forbid, set someone else's house on fire. Yeah. Why does the insurance have to pay for that and not the person who set it on fire? Exactly. That irritates me. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. I don't know. Back to the world of Oceanside yes, Wellness. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and poor Sheldon. I think Sheldon has every right in the world to be angry. Violet should have told him I that agree. she gave maybe his baby to pee. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That was a little bit of neglect there. I said the same thing. I said Sheldon deserves to know. And the fact that he brought her flowers back on her first day. Just like still the sweetest guy in the world. (laughs) Just. I know. uh. And the parenting styles are so different between him and Pete. Yes. Mm -hmm. Down to the fact that Pete calls him Luke. I know. I'm sorry. Sheldon calls him Luke Mm -hmm. and Pete calls him Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Continuously, because in three two, I think, mm-hmm. or yeah, in in three two, mm-hmm. that's the first time that someone says Lucas's name, and it's when Sheldon says "at home with Luke." Wow! Oh, oh, he's such a softy. Yeah, I know. Violet is just so withdrawn, as we've been saying. She just needs help in a lot of ways, and I feel like she's floundering. And it's no one's fault besides Katie's, obviously, because she obviously is having severe PTSD and yep. like post-traumatic. Absolutely. I just said post- PTSD and postpartum. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not even a doctor. I just watch a lot of shows. Yep. And I can tell you that. Oh yeah, absolutely. That was my first thought. I was just like, well, these are all very clear signs. And I was like, I think this is probably a testament to like the the makeup crew. But I was like, she still doesn't look great, which I'm assuming is yeah. something that they want that to be. Um, apparent to us as the the viewers that like you know she's still not in a great place because we can see it on her face and I and I was also very surprised that she agreed to a paternity test so easily yeah Yeah. because forever she was like no 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 yeah against it I'm jumping ahead I know this is supposed to be about Lucas (laughs) no I really I have all of my all of my violet notes in here too okay cool when she shows up to Naomi's house and she says I need a friend how about that especially because of the way that Addison's been treating Naomi. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I was, I said, I'm glad Violet sought out Naomi's company. It wasn't the first person I would think that she would go to, but you know, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yeah. That was my last note, but I was like, Ooh, the note before it, when Violet says that my insides are dead and all I have is my mm. work. I was like, Oh, <laughs> gut wrenching. What a lie. Yeah. It's hard. After Sheldon comes out of the room where they find out the paternity and he just says, I really thought he had my ears. Breaks my heart. My heart. He would have loved that boy so well. And he's the type I feel that is still going to like, you know, have a place in his heart for him, you know, just because of Mm -hmm. which makes sense. All that he's been through. Yeah. I like that musing. I like that musing. Yeah. 
shall we move on to miscellaneous? Yes, let's. I have kind of a lot of miscellaneous. Do I you? think it's mostly because Bailey's here, and I like to write a lot about Bailey. Oh no, please. <laughs> She's so good. Starting off with when Addison is walking her around the office, introducing her to people, mm-hmm. and Cooper taps the top of Bailey's head. I was <clears throat> so uncomfortable. Me too. I was like, what a bold move. I was like, you don't even know her at all like that. Like, not enough to, like, touch her head. Like, No. no I know. No. I, I'm, i like, not that short. I'm almost 5'5". Five five, mm-hmm. But I feel like in college, all, like, the like the frat boys, I'm sorry, the fraternity brothers yes. were like, oh, oh, oh tap, tap, on the top of my head if they were much taller. And I was like, I'm really not that short. I'm right. very average. Yeah. They just really... <laughs> They really loved the fact that they were taller than everyone. <laughs> Some of those I college know. athletes, they just, like, thrived. Yeah. Yeah. Addison's face after Cooper touches her head, though, is so funny. Addison's like, have you lost your brain? Even she Where knew better. Where did you leave your head this morning? Literally. Like, that is not yeah. the person you want to play with. <laughs> I know. And then when, when they're still on their little office tour... Mm-hmm. And the first thing that Morgan says after Bailey is like, what do these people do here? The first thing Morgan says, did you do it? Did you sleep with my husband? Girl. And Bailey's face in the corner. The shot is perfect. Bravo to the director of this episode. Yes. Her face in the corner. She says, her face says, well, Addison, what are you doing out here in LA? Girl. I was like, the timing couldn't have been any more impeccable. Like, I feel like the placement, Morgan's placement all throughout this episode was just like very top notch. Like it always came at the point where it's just like, oh, Addison cannot take any more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I never really realized that Tucker cheated. Was this the first time that we were getting like insight about why they had divorced? I think so. I think so also. I don't remember yeah. her going into much detail about it on Grey's. He was all, you go back into that surgery, I'm leaving. I do remember, remember when that. George was the go-between. Bu- go yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, consistently like that. So I just thought that Tucker was mad about it. Gotcha. But when, when Bailey said, Tucker sent emails to a woman in his mommy and me group, I said, who dare make Bailey cry? Uh, right. No, Tucker, no. Nope, not deserving. Mm-mm. No. But... On the positive end of the spectrum, yes, I was thrilled to know that my girl Addison also ships Bailey and Sam. Yes, because when Sam comes out, comes back from his run, uh-huh. Addie goes checking out the local scenery. I see. <laughs> I, did. I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, she did, and she she really values Bailey's opinion, which I was like, I felt like we didn't see many moments with the two of them on Grey's so it was it was nice to kind of like show how close of friends that they were in this episode and so because she seemed very adamant about being like well what do you think about this what do you think about that and I was like oh it really matters to her how she thinks of her and how she sees her yeah I specifically I think one of my favorite Bailey and Addison moments is when Addie gets poison ivy Uh on her undercarriage let's say yep and she's the attending OB, so she has Bailey do it. And I feel like you have to really trust somebody to be like, yeah, I uh, got poison ivy down there. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. I do remember that episode. Wow, so good. Yeah, it's a great one. Did you think that Addison really loved Noah? Dear listeners, my face right now. Uh, you You would be cracking up, guys. I just, I guess I was like surprised. Like, I definitely thought that it was a very 
clear, distinct, like, lust and love lust. thing. I mean, like, yeah. And maybe if he stuck around for a couple episodes and they, like, let it fester, I could see how, you know, okay, I get it. Like, she's falling for him. But, like, for, like, her hesitation when Morgan confronted her about it and even when she brought it up to Bailey, I was like, really, girl? Like, you loved him? I just I don't think so. Okay, I was wondering what you thought because I was like, I didn't see it. Yeah, I really don't think so. Yeah. But Bailey brings up her bad track record, which is what I've been saying for three seasons. Yeah, she let her have it in in a yeah. very you know loving friend like way. But yeah, yeah, exactly. she still basically said it like the optics of it. It didn't look good. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that she loved him. At least not in the same way that she loved. Derek no not or even maybe Mark I don't know I don't it was yeah I would think she loved Mark more than she loved him I mean that's just yeah who wouldn't I thought it was strong infatuation if anything but like exactly especially with the surroundings right exactly so unethical Mm. and I love her but (laughs) she doesn't always do the right thing like and I'm a stick by her yeah yeah I was thinking more deeply about the Addison and Naomi thing mm-hmm. when Bailey and Addie were talking on the deck. Oh, really? Okay. Do we think that Addison can't face May because of the Noah thing? Because that's the only thing that I can think of. But May knows about Mark. Right. The bad track record. It's So it's, it's not a cheating thing. So she doesn't, Naomi doesn't know anything about Noah at all. No, she knows that there was flirting. Right. I don't think she knows anything beyond that. And then Queen Bailey says, I'm not the one you need to be apologizing to. Mm. Bailey always setting, setting the world straight. Send Addie back to Naomi. I thought when she's, oh, wow. See, you're looking at it much deeper than I was. I thought that she was referring to Morgan when she said that. Also possible. But maybe it is. A, maybe she... Was referring to how she's been kind of like shutting out Naomi. Because when they see each other in the hallway, mm-hmm. she's like, I thought that was your best friend. Mm, yeah, that's right. That's right. I remember that. Wow. But also Bailey being the all-knowing creature that she is. Could have multiple meanings. <laughs> no. Yes, yes. No. Like Yoda. Right, literally. <laughs> she does. It's like the voice of reason. <laughs> yeah. At the end when Addie is in Naomi's office. Mm-hmm saying like you've done nothing wrong it's like you're judging me but I'm judging me yeah it's easier to take it out on you than to take it out on me and I said yeah this isn't fair to Naomi thank you for coming clean right. finally right I know that you don't watch Gilmore Girls but it's like the season of Gilmore Girls that Lorelai and Rory are fighting the whole time okay it's just so hard to watch Is it's it? like when Christina and Meredith are fighting oh god yeah I just don't like it. me either I will say that it was like it was like a weight lifted off when I saw them starting to like mm-hmm. reconcile. Cause I was like, whew, it's like, it's not, it's not fun seeing them like not be on good terms. Yeah. Yeah. I also love that Bailey is staying with Addison instead of at a hotel. Yeah. I'm actually really surprised. They're my favorite friendship. Yeah, really? Oh my gosh. Cause you know, Bailey, I would just think that she'd want all the conveniences and, and amenities, but it's probably because she didn't know she was going to be coming. Mm, okay. It's very last minute. Right. My last miscellaneous note yes. is when Cooper comes and whisks Charlotte off of her feet. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is 
cute, but like realistically, if my boyfriend came to carry me out of work like that, I would be angry and mortified. Same. <laughs> I'd be like, cute. please put me down now. Like, this is a place of work. I am serious <laughs> here. <laughs> but it was really cute in the episode. It was. It was. It was really cute in the moment. <laughs> Especially when he was like, I'm getting the girl. Right. When he said that, I was like, okay, all right. Inspired by Ryan, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, dear listeners, you probably realized that we are only doing one episode in this episode, yes. even though technically we did two because we have our Grey's crossover. Yes. But we are going to try and see what you all like because we were thinking that our episodes were maybe just a hair too long. So we're going to try doing one episode at a time for now. So please let us know either on Instagram at BHAB podcast or via our email at BHAB podcast at gmail.com. Or if you are a patron, you can send us a voicemail at the secret phone number that you have. And just let us know what you think about one episode of television per podcast versus two episodes of television per podcast. So we're going to try this for a few and yeah. Yes. So you will get your ratings and MVPs next time. Yes. On the flip side. <laughs> yes. Did I ask you if you have any more miscellaneous? I didn't oh, even ask you see, that. Girl, I might have, I probably mentioned them. Oh, I, <laughs> I said, it's always so funny to me how anesthesia works because the doctors will just like make conversation with <laughs> yeah. the patients just to like make sure that it works. And it's always so funny to me. Bailey did that with uh, Sarah. And I was just Tell like, me about your kids. Just, oh, oh. She got out like two sentences. And I was just like, it's really funny how they do that. <laughs> and I said that I'm trying to remember the exact moment as to why I said, I said, there's something so pure about babies. And then I did say that I was referencing Addison. I guess she had said something about something about a fresh start. I don't know why it was so emotional in the moment. <laughs> Thought of that about babies right now. I can't think of it, of course, but yeah, those were all my miscellaneous. <laughs> it's all of it. Yep. Our trivia for season three, episode three, right here, right now, is that this episode scored 10.36 million viewers. Wow. It's a lot. That is a lot. Like Grey's yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, it's giving a finale or like, you know, premiere episode vibes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This episode is the second part of Grey's Anatomy's invasion, as we touched on. Dialogue in this episode establishes that St. Ambrose is not a teaching hospital at this point, while it appears to have changed in later seasons. Gotcha. Okay. And this one I thought was wild the corresponding episode of Grey's anatomy invasion is the last time that izzy stevens is seen in oh, scrubs oh my god i added to date because i don't know i kind of feel like she could i after seeing some recent interviews i feel the same too i would i would be yeah. kind of thrilled by it especially if it means we get mm -hmm. alex back so yeah. yeah yeah i would love that i would very yeah. much love that yeah. <laughs> All right, so though that is our trivia. Yes. Yay. So for episode three, our guest star spotlight was on none other than Chandra Danette Wilson, clap, aka clap, clap. the beloved Bailey. She was born on August 27th, 1969 in Houston, Texas. She's five foot, and I thought that 
that was interesting to note because we do know that Bailey is a little little shorter. Five five feet, I should say. <laughs> Beyonce is also born in Houston, right? Uh yes, Beyonce is. Yep. So was Meg the Stallion. A lot of a lot of promising talent. Something in the Houston. water there. <laughs> There's gotta be Normani. <laughs> List them all. Um she has three children, Joy, Serena, and Michael. Uh, she received her BFA in drama from New York University, Tisch School of Arts, in 1991. She was inducted into the Texas Film Hall of Fame in Austin, Texas, on March 10th, 2016. And fun fact, especially as, you know, me and Sam, musical theater kids, she's been seen in Broadway musicals such as Chicago, as Matron Mama Morton, Caroline or Change as Dottie Moffat, Avenue Q as Gary Coleman, and several roles in On the Town. So I had I didn't know that Avenue me, Q. Yeah, me either. I didn't know much about her. I one could assume, but I didn't know much about her theater resume at all. So I knew Caroline or Change cool. in Chicago. Okay, I didn't I know I Avenue Q. She had to have been in it at the beginning because Grace started in 2005. I believe she and was in 2003. The cast. I yeah. think she was. Wow. Pretty cool. I know. Yes, our good old Chandra Wilson. Love her. She's a goat. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at BHAB Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor to be the first to hear future episodes. You can find me on Instagram at, at Melissa Clark and on Twitter at, at Melissa with three E's. And you can follow me at Samantha G. Harris on all social media. If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show. Plus, we might even read your review on the podcast. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash BHAB podcast. There are different tiers you can subscribe to and get awesome extras like monthly bloopers or even co-hosting the show with us. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 3, Episode 4. They are available to stream on Netflix and Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share with us on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at bhabpodcast or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. TGIT. TGIT.